that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was definitely listening to all that and not looking at pictures on Instagram. So yeah, no, 100% on board with that, Joel. (laughs) Here we go. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Web and Seasoning. Sitting across from me is Jeremy. Got a new haircut, White Law. Meh. Next to him is our sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. And last but not least, back in studio, producer Matt. Levels, levels. Hey. There we go. <laughs> Glad to have you back, bro. Thanks. Good to be here. So it's good to see everybody. We have an awesome, awesome episode. We're glad to be back as well. We know it's been a hard minute, but we got a lot to talk about. We're going to do a lot of catch up. Uh, Matt's coming in with a brand new year, 2022 Dram January that he's going to talk about. Uh, we got a lot of Christmas stuff we want to tell you guys. And uh, Stacy's going to be giving us a little bit of her Spider-Man updates. She's been diving mm-hmm. deep into the uh, Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies. Had a lot of requests for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So stick yeah. around for that. But first, we got to do what we stick. always do. It's a Spider-Man joke. Ha! <laughs> I got... Ha! Okay. What's, <laughs> everybody, what's everybody drinking? Hello. Are, are we talking about our drinks? Yeah. Well, Cheers. What do we always do? We got to have, so, have a pour. So this is going to date the podcast a little bit because I think we all just posted what we're drinking. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Hey, Cheers. No big deal. Okay, so we are drinking over here a Russell Reserve 13 that is part of oh, Stacy's Dram January. Smell that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just made that, that for cheeky. That is a hard to get bottle this year. Yeah, I've wanted to try it real bad. Real, it's real really, bad. But it's really good. You better now. get you down to Knoxville soon. I haven't wanted to pay what it's going for on the secondary market, so oh. I'm curious, like, is it, what, what would you, first I want to know what you paid for that bottle, and then second I want to know, like, what would you pay for it what based on it? like how much you like it? I don't remember what we paid for. It was MSRP. It, probably it like, was MSRP, like it, a little over it. Maybe tw- was it twenty bucks over? 60 or, sixty or seventy was MSRP or something like that. Something. I think I got. I think maybe it was eighty or eighty-five. Oh. We paid. I'm not sure. It's worth it. Man. Yeah. Oh, first of all, it smells like one of those caramel candies, mm-hmm. the clear wrapper oh, ones wow. that you uh, you like open a, up the soft like a ones. Werther's original, like one of those soft gushy ones, like those oh. soft gushy soft. No, those, uh, those aren't the ones I like. No, one hundred fourteen. He's wrong. One hundred fourteen point eight proof. Yeah, on secondary, they're mm. just going for mm. like three seventy five or something crazy. Oh, like, like close to five hundred on some of them. It's the Russell's thirteen is. Mm-hmm. Jeez, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, the, I've seen them sell for four fifty. Let me tell thought, you about this. I want to say I paid a hundred or less for it. Why yeah. this is so good? It goes down so smooth and buttery on the tongue. It's soft. And then it lights up your chest. Yeah. Not like in a, it burns your nose, burns your tongue type feel. It's oaky. Why is it so spicy? Why is it spicy? Um, just, it's fantastic pour. I'm definitely, you got to come up to Knoxville. You got to have a pour. Yeah. You guys ever heard of fruit bat? <laughs> F-R-O-O-T-B-A-T? Yes. From you. Yeah, you've never heard of there before. I, I'm 100% not like endorsing this website, but it's a website that you can go to. Typically you can find like hard to find bottles and order it straight to your door. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think they only ship to wherever that's legal. Anyway, right now, Wild Turkey Russell's Reserve 13 is going for $762.99. That's dumb. On fruit it's not worth that. No way. No. 
Yeah. Well, I, I would not spend two hundred dollars in that bottle. I wouldn't. I mean, there's just. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, it, I guess you could say it's worth that. But there's so many other comparable bottles that you can get. You can get so many more that are just as good. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, OGD best bang for your best bang for your buck is always going to be a sixty dollar bottle of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof or OGD one fourteen. I just bought a uh, a bottle. So down in Florida, I picked up a bottle of um, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof and a bottle of uh, Knob Creek 12-Year, uh, both at uh, MSRP. I tell you guys, that's my at, favorite. That's your honey hole, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, like I, I have a, a, a store down there. and I mean, they had just seven, eight bottles of each one of those. I mean, they were just, they're just rolling in them down there, I guess. I think out mm-hmm. of the Knob Creek line, my favorite is the, the 120. The I have barrel. A, the banana, I have a bottle. The, the banana oh. bomb. Yeah, I have a bottle of that, and that's actually on my Dream January list, too. I'm going in order of proof, so I'm, like, super low proof tonight. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about Dram January for those of uh, those listeners well, we haven't, that joined. We, we haven't talked about what we're drinking yet. Wow, oh, wow. wow. You just steamroll us right the yeah. 13, and, and what we're drinking just doesn't matter. Wow. It's, uh, Nothing it's, you have uh, compares to what we're drinking. It's the high proof. It's All getting right. to me. <laughs> Jeremy, what do you have? Uh, I have the Blantons of Canada Caribou Crossing. It is a single barrel uh, Canadian whiskey, and coming in at a coming in at a very low eighty proof. Um, very light sipper, very smooth. Um, I'm doing my Dram January in order of proof because uh, that was easy for me to arrange. So I'm starting very low and ending very high, and uh, yeah, starting out slow. Is it watery? It's it's extremely smooth. Yeah, I mean, like I wouldn't say like watery, but like there's, I mean, like. If you were to drink this after drinking your Russell's 13, like you wouldn't, you'd be like, I've, thank you for the glass of water. You know, I'd yeah. be like the LaCroix of, of bourbons. I was going to yeah, say no, the Bush Light. It, it's, it's the it's, Bush it's, Light of bourbons. It's not a bourbon. It's, it's a Canadian whiskey. <laughs> whiskey. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's extremely smooth. If you're not uh, well acquainted in drinking whiskey, like it's, if you can find it, it's, uh, it's a really good one to try because it's, it's so smooth and light proof. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's definitely an interesting pour. Uh, if you could try it, I'd recommend trying it. Uh, but I wouldn't pay, you know, massive amounts of money for the really, really amazing looking bottle that it is. Yeah. I, I, I try to pour at your house and all for a first pour, like if you have, yeah. if you had anything yet, it is actually really tasty. It's got a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of depth for something that low proof. Exactly. Yeah, and like it's you know Canadian whiskeys, scotches, like they're they're praised for being smooth, the smoothness of them, and, and that's exactly what this is. Um, it doesn't have those deep caramely flavors that we know and love in bourbon, and definitely doesn't have that deep flavor of a uh, you know 114 proof 13 year Russell's Reserve. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, barbecue. Well, I feel obligated to tell you that. Caribou Crossing is going for one thirty one ninety nine on Fruit Pat. So wow. like this this segment not sponsored by Fruit Pat. I paid like I, th- I got this at Bob's at MSRP. I think that MSRP is like forty or fifty, and like I would buy, I would get another backup bottle at that price. You know, um, I wouldn't go buy it at a hundred and forty or whatever. And that's a great pour if you got somebody that's a, a guest, and you know yeah. they are like they just want to be a part of the uh, the Cool Kids Club. You can pour yeah. some of that. So, you know, like a lot of times, you know, like I'll have like friends or family over and they're not into whiskey and stuff, but they'll want to do a tasting and like something like this, like an 80 proofer is what I start them with, you know, okay, like let this touch your lips, get used to it and then like move into some higher stuff, you know. Um, But yeah, no, it's a, it's a fun little pour. Uh, I'm starting off slow and working my way up. Mm. Mm. Where you at, Matt? Mm. I got the Mm. uh, Willet Family Estate Mm. Bottled 
small batch rye. It's a mouthful, <sighs> but it's a hundred and seven point eight. It's the four year one. Ooh. Actually, I've never tried it before, um, nice. so this is my first time. It's pretty good. I, I mean, had it, that uh, that batch yet. It wasn't a punch in the mouth like I was expecting at that high of a proof, but it's pretty tasty. It's uh, a somebody spearmint bomb, isn't it? Yeah, it's like Christmas in your mouth mm-hmm. is the way that uh, <laughs> a guy on Instagram, uh, as soon as I post, so this is uh, my night two of Dram January, right? So there's people are rolling comments and about all these pours as we're doing them. And somebody commented on it and said that it tasted like Christmas in a bottle. And I was like, oh, that's a perfect way to put it. That, that's literally my favorite. That's my favorite rye whiskey is that one. Hmm. I don't know if it's my favorite. That, uh. Oh, shoot. I can't even remember. Oh, uh, the. Uh... Come on, man. <laughs> rare Breed Ride. That's, rare breed ride. Yeah, that's, that's probably one. my favorite ride. Hey, have you guys been able to find Rare Breed recently? I was going to buy a bottle the other day for my Dram January because I wanted to work that into the lineup. And uh, it's like out of stock everywhere. Really? Huh. No. We have a bottle here, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. You can come borrow, borrow a pour in the bottle for a picture. People figured out how good it was and started buying all of it. I guess, yeah. man. I had probably going to be allocated. I yeah. had a uh, a bottle, not bottle. Had a pour of Blackened, which is based mm-hmm. off the Willet Rare release. Um, the Black, collaboration Black, they did, uh, Meta- the Metallica. With yeah, Metallica. Their their bottle or whatever, and it mm-hmm. was it was tasty. It doesn't have a, the huge spearmint. It has it there, but not as much as the Rare release does. Oh. I feel like those collaborations like that, they always seem kind of cheesy. Like That's I need why I never to taste those. Yeah. I need to taste them in a blind in order for my mind to be changed on it because uh, I would never grab something like that off the shelf. Well, that, the, uh, that was go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, the Willet collaboration with Blackened has been all over the boards and stuff. People are speaking very highly of that one. I don't know about any of the other releases that Blackened has done. Well. Th- the first time I saw it, this guy was came in the liquor store and he looked like a metal guy, you know, huge the beard, <laughs> the, ga- the gauges in his ears and that kind of stuff. And he was asking about the Metallica whiskey. And uh, the guy was like, over here and I looked at it and goes, that ain't good. He goes, oh, yeah, man, it's freaking awesome. You know, it's but did he get a, based, a, handle, a handle of peach flavored uh, Jim Beam to go with it? Yes, he did. <laughs> but based off of, based off of him, I was like, I'm not ever buying that. And but it turned out it's pretty it's pretty good. I, I judge the book by its cover. So moving on, you yeah, got, you guys are quiet tonight. <laughs> I'm quiet every time. I'm uh, never on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we? Well, why don't we just take it right now and roll straight into Dr- Dram January? Because we're have, talking about all these drams right now. Uh, Matt, it's, it's a second year of Dram January. You kicked it off. You, you came out of your uh, parental underground. To, right. <laughs> to come back and uh, get, this, get this thing going. It came out of hibernation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Dram, Dram January, for anybody who's not familiar, is just an opportunity to – it's really an excuse to drink bourbon every night throughout the month of January. But it started in 2021 because I've always said that bourbon is like best enjoyed with friends. And we were at peak COVID, right, in January 2021. So most people weren't traveling and stuff. So it was just a fun way to enjoy opening and tasting bottles with a group of people. It was like a a way to sub in for all of us sitting in a room together was to put this group together on, on Instagram, and all of us are posting our pours every single night. 
And so then this year, uh, leading up to it, Jeremy harassed me endlessly about whether or not I was going to commit to doing it. Daily again. texts. I mean, calls, <laughs> FaceTimes at 1 a.m. I even <laughs> considered showing up at his house again, but I figured he'd just shoot me. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this year we're doing it again. And so far it's been fun. Today, uh, as of recording, this is only the second day, but we've added some new people. Some people have fallen off the group, but so far... So good. You guys are two for two, which I'm already proud of. Well, now Stacy's two for two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're, I'm sure drinking the same thing, right? We yeah, are. Yeah, sure. we're doing it collectively. She's pouring them for you two. For He's sure. there in spirit. The, uh, no, man, like the Dream January, I, what I enjoyed about it last year so much is it was actually an excuse for, I saw a lot of people that were joining it that they were able to, they went and expanded their collections yeah. just for Dram January. You know, they were like, they were looking at the whole month and going, okay, I have this many bottles. No, I got to get some more because, you know, there wasn't enough. At first, wasn't it first going to be just bourbon and then you expanded it out to just whiskey products? Yeah, at first it was going to be a different pour every night of bourbon. Like it was a very strict, neat in a glass, like in a dram. That's kind of the whole idea. But then it's like some people didn't have 30 or 31 bottles or whatever. And I, I'm not going to make people you know, like to participate. You've got to have all these bottles go buy them. Like it turned into some people going to buy bottles, which is mm-hmm. fine if you want to expand the collection. But this year I was like, you know what? No rules. Just if you want to play along, play along. It's, uh, it's really just for fun. So I'm going to do like cocktails i was telling stacy before you guys got on i'm gonna do cocktails this year i'm Love traveling uh, so it's a good excuse to take some airplane bottles with me so i'm gonna finally use up some of those that i've gotten as like stocking stuffers over the years and never had a good you know good <laughs> excuse to open up so there you go I'm gonna mix it up i like that too because we're like we're trying to expand like with cocktails from time to time just like as a treat a way to relax and um like to get up new ideas for that just like mm-hmm. you know seeing what other people are posting about and what they like it's like oh yeah we need to add that to our collection it's been a while since we've actually like gone out and like shopped bourbon or like picked up bottles we've had opportunities to pick up ones you know mm-hmm stuff that's been put out and we've just refrained but now as i'm like trying to pick out our bottles for dram january i'm like ah, we just stock back up a little bit i know i, I think need some more la- exciting things in there i mean gts our george t stad that we've got we've got like like we're rationing out the last <laughs> inch of it uh-huh joel's you're like, like charging for smells yeah joel's like screw it let's just enjoy it or whatever and i'm like eh, it's my coveted bottle because i don't know if i'll ever get another one of those you might who knows but, so, but yeah since they didn't release it this year I just love seeing what other people are getting and saying, you know, we need to add that to our collection. I'd like that in there. Well, how far? We got like 60-something open bottles of whiskey slash bourbon. That was – so that was kind of – yeah, that was my problem. I had a bunch of bottles that weren't open last year, so it was an excuse to open some stuff with friends, which is, like I said, that's the way that bourbon should be enjoyed. This year, I've probably only been to the liquor store like maybe five times total, mm-hmm. like all year long yeah. since Dram January ended last year. But it's like once you're – a once word gets out that you're a bourbon fan, everybody wants to get you bourbon as a gift, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> so I've gotten bottles for my birthday. I've gotten bottles for Christmas. And and I've picked up a couple of bottles, had some bottles delivered. So I'm going to pull out some new stuff. But I'll probably end up repeating some stuff from last year, too. Mm-hmm. Like, really good pours that I just haven't finished. I'm kind of where you were last year, Matt. Like, I have all these bottles that I've collected over, like, the last two years that, like, you know, with COVID and different stuff going on, I just haven't had people over and haven't opened them. So it's, like, an excuse to open all these bottles that I've wanted to open and just haven't Mm -hmm. had, like, a reason to open. So that's, like, probably half the bottles on my list are just stuff that I'm, like, just just waiting for a reason to open them. Jeremy, are you doing Carnivore, too? So... Hmm. 
good, good news, bad news there. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had I had planned on going uh, doing the Ron Swanson this year, uh, full carnivore while drinking whiskey every night. That was uh, why I was asking. <laughs> yes, and so that that was the plan. Uh, but unfortunately, um, some travel opportunities came up, and so I'm not able to do carnivore because um, I can't um, I can't crap my pants while I'm traveling. Um, it's it's just a bad <laughs> for the plan. That's what um, they make depends for. Depends, yes. Uh, so uh, maybe I'll reach out to the sponsors and see if if, if they're okay. Me wearing depends. Um, Tag them. What uh, if you did that as an Instagram partnership <laughs> with depends? That'd be hilarious. Depends and dude for wipes. The carnivore in your life. <laughs> I could do like the picture of like the sunscreen girl where I'm like bent over and it's like yes. sticking out. Like oh, it'd be so good. Or we can get Sadie uh, but, Sadie to bite the diaper like that kid, you know? Exactly. Drag it. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Uh, but no, I mean, but the good news of that is, um, this will actually air, uh, after I make this announcement on my Instagram, but, uh, Rammed Trucks is bringing me up to Indianapolis, uh, the weekend after this airs, January 8th for the, uh, college football playoff championship. Um, and I'm going to be demoing some food for them in their tailgating zone. So if you're, uh, you're in the Indianapolis area on, uh, Saturday, January 8th, uh, stop by the stadium and say, Hey, uh, I'll be cooking a bunch of food and hanging out with the, uh, Ram Trucks folks. I've wanted to spill those beans for a while now. <laughs> Jeremy's like, no, not yet. Nope, not yet. So that's that's so awesome, that's you know. Pretty badass, bro. Um, yeah, so side, it should be ahead. fun. Mm-hmm. Side go note ahead. that I had, you know, with all this bourbon talk, you know, the other day Joel was was making us some coffee, and I said to him, like, mm. are presidents allowed to drink? Like, are they allowed to drink bourbon and stuff like that? Or what? do they have to be, like, substance-free while they're in the office? Not How me. much bourbon did you put in your coffee before you asked that question? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Zero, because hey. I had to work last night. But hey, I got uh, But yeah, like, can they drink? Because he said, "Well, I think they can." But like, what if they're under the influence or inebriated when some, like, some something crazy goes down and they have <laughs> Hit to make the red button? And they have to, yeah, they got to make some real extreme calls. I guess that's why we have a chain of command. Uh, yeah, I, I, saw, uh, <laughs> I watched House of Cards, and Frank Underwood has uh, has a bottle of, uh, I think, Blanton's in his office. I think uh, Jeremy hit the nail on the head. If if the president's too drunk, the VP is next. But I could see like some. What, what's the word when you're when you're impulse like impulse things happening? Like you know when I went to the cabin with the wolf pack and I'd had a few drinks, I ended up throwing some money down on some crypto at a good price because I was like I was like yeah it's a good deal I'm gonna go ahead and throw some on there but. And it's turned well, out well. It has turned out well. By but, crypto, she means chipping. But I was just impulse, like just impulse. <laughs> so like, there's that red button sitting there. There's mm. something like, how do you know that if they're under the influence that they're not? I mean, like you know, um, something <laughs> like that could get you deleted off Twitter. You know, uh, if you were that crazy of a person, you know, stuff, stuff. <laughs> Stacy thinks of. <laughs> That's me. Uh, <laughs> can we move I, on I don't, to something like, else? D- due to prohibition ending in like nineteen. 19- 29 was it that it ended um i think anyone can drink um you know as long as you're of the legal age that's are, my opinion on are it. they always considered on the job I, well no i mean like there's times where you'll be on call and stuff like, like a doctor who's on call is not allowed to get inebriated because that yeah. would be drinking on the job so, like, um, sure they have like a, i'm sure they have a responsibility to report whether or not they're fit for duty yeah as a president i don't know i just found a website that has every president's favorite drink listed so there you go. Well, you're only president for four or eight years, so I'm sure you can drink. Even if you couldn't drink while you're in office, you're too busy. Oh, apparently this list is not is not limited to alcoholic beverages, though. 
Oh. <laughs> Diet Coke. Says, says President Trump's favorite was Diet Coke. Yeah. Well, he had the Diet Coke button in his in his in his office that he installed. Uh, it says Joe Biden does not drink alcohol. Bull. Lame. Well, let's not make political comments because we're going to go down that rabbit hole real uh, quick here. <laughs> George W. Bush was also Diet Cola. Lame. Interesting. I don't know what. I need to see some, some oh, sources decided here. Speaking of cola, um, I cracked open uh, with a few people over the holiday break um, one of the Goose Island Bourbon County Stouts, the cola variant. Um, they had like a, a, a cola variant this year where it was like uh, they added like sugar and cardamom and like um, like lime and um, like citrus and stuff to like bring in like those classic cola flavors into like their bourbon barrel aged stout. Mm-hmm. It was it was really good. Um, I drank that one specifically because they said like the ones that are higher in sugar don't age very well. Uh, sometimes they can go rancid. So I was like, oh, let's just knock this one out. And um, it was good. Like definitely very sweet, but good. I've bought yep. the regular release of those the last two years, and I've been mm-hmm. scared to crack them open because I'm worried they're going to be like a Guinness and like beer syrup. So was it actually like palatable? Yeah. So um, I, I've had that one and I've had like the regular release from uh, from this this past year um, mm-hmm. um, so far. You definitely want like four dudes to split this thing with like uh, they- one bottle. Yes, one bottle. Yeah, they're they're thicker than a Guinness. Like they're they're high proof. They're all fourteen plus uh, percentage. Um, you know, they're they're heavy beers. You know, um, there was uh, four or five of us that drank it, and you know, we we split it. You know, the pint, and um, you know, we were all satisfied. We were good. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would not try to down one of those. You know, like chug it or like something. <laughs> <laughs> I used to drink a beer called uh, Arrogant Bastard, and it was uh... sounds like a beer you. Pernicious. Pernicious. Well, why don't we take a break? And on the other side, when we come back, we're going to be talking some things we went through at Christmas. And also, we got a sweet little gift. we went through. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. And uh, we also got a sweet gift from the head of our shipping department, the Gare. Yeah, they had some words for everybody. Yes. uh, So stick around. We'll be uh, reading that on the other side. What's up, y'all? If you're listening to this podcast and you've not tried Reload Rub and Seasoning yet, man, you are doing a disservice to you and your food. Guys, at ReloadRub.com, we have everything you need to up your cooking game. You want to be a better barbecuer? ReloadRub.com. You want to be that badass at the tailgate? ReloadRub.com. Listen, if you're an outdoorsman and you want to show off your wild game culinary skills, ReloadRub.com has the stuff you need to do it. So right now, head to ReloadRub.com and use code TRP21 and you can get free shipping off your entire order, y'all. So grab all the seasoning that you need to be that badass in the kitchen or in the outdoors. Heck, while you're at it, grab you some swag too. ReloadRub.com. Head there right now. Use TRP21 and get everything you need for that cooking experience you deserve. All right, guys, we are back from the break. I wanted to bring everybody back with a special gift from the head of our shipping department. So you guys know that we mentioned uh, last last episode about how we were out of sorts with everything because we were overwhelmed. Shipping Hmm. department went on vacation for two weeks, Mm -hmm. and... uh, they sent back a message. I, I had a, I, I had a really, really sweet setup that was going on there. Oh, go, go for and it! You, and you really just what? You got to tell me these things. Do you, you want to do it for a third time? Because you messed up the first one no, uh, really badly, no. and then you had to do it again. I just want you to shut your face. No, we told you. 
So, why are you holding it? a manila envelope? It's written on the manila envelope that contains. <laughs> like, so you have like some like compromising photos in there? Or yes. Something? Yes. Have a photo. There, like an FBI file. It was taped up and delivered to us on Christmas. So we have. Uh, well, I'll show you the picture after. So we have. All right. This is a a a nice poem from the Gare. All right. Okay. On that reload podcast, they talk about the Gare. I know the listeners are inquisitive. Yes, they do care. He's a man of mystery. Could he be a mime? Maybe he's fictional. Or Wilson from Tool Time. <laughs> but sooner or later, there will be a demand for an 8x10 photo signed by his hand. So I give you this gift, the first of its kind. It's just an example, so keep that in mind. The mystery of the gare should be a humor on the show, but sooner or later, these photos will bring some dough. Merry Christmas again. Wow, I'm so impressed. <laughs> oh my gosh, look at that. I, I think this we have a cover for photo now for, for the uh, for episode. I think we do too. That's gonna be, this is going to be framed and put a yeah. picture of the gare, just his eyes peering above a mighty thick oak limb. And uh, we're going to... If that's to, not framed next time I come over, I'm going to be really disappointed. That's like a really... You need a like not nice mat, you know, mm, and then a yes. big frame for it. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna put it on uh, here in the studio. With every sure. two hundred dollar purchase at reload.com, you get a Ooh, yeah. signed photograph of the gear. You, you might want to up that number because we only have the one. So <laughs> yeah. it can be a giveaway for the next anniversary. Like, <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be one of the stages of, of prizes you get. I like it. You I get like your, it. You get your own uh, custom poem from the gear. If you win. That's With it. every $100 purchase, Jared, go ahead and take care of this. You get a poem on your card. <laughs> and the thing is, he'll do it. So, all right. Well, look, uh, that was something we got from Gary, from Gary for uh, for Christmas. And um, one of many things. But what? what the is- reason we got that um, was because he he fell ill with the flu uh-huh. um, right at Christmas time and couldn't come. So we ended up broadcasting it over the television so he sent that to us as you know. oh yeah that's right we hooked up the uh, the camera to the big screen with the laptop and everything so he could see uh, see everybody opening, oh, opening, that was cool. opening up gifts yeah yeah for sure he's fine now he was over here for new year's but um so you know we were past christmas we passed new year's all that jazz and that this christmas usually i'm really good at you know, getting my, my stuff in order, my gifts and all that stuff. But for some reason this year, I got all my shopping done way ahead of time. And I had purchased Stacy one of her major gifts, and I seem to have lost said gift. Well, that's what's, oh. what's good about waiting until the last minute is because then you don't have to, like, lose the items. So I had gotten Stacy one of those Ember mugs. For Christmas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And by, uh, <laughs> yeah, those, those are cool. How do you like it, Stacey? <laughs> I haven't gotten it yet. She loved the picture of it. It was delivered, and I had showed the time of the day it was delivered, and I remember holding it in my hands, but I have no idea where it's at now. It's it, it's either at my work he or at He actually drove the house. 30 minutes to work one night with his dad to go look for it because it was delivered there. He had had it in his hands at one point and just doesn't, doesn't know where it is. Yeah. It was the day, uh, the day before Christmas Eve, I drove, you know, uh, down to maybe, the, maybe, 
maybe ask that homeless lady who likes to pee in your parking lot. Um, she, yeah, she's, she's probably it. got a nice mug plugged into your <laughs> back, <laughs> into your generator. She's peeing in it. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it a nice, mm. a nice 140 degrees. Yeah, a little syphilis there for the cream. Okay. All no, right. but he, he did an excellent job picking out gifts. Sorry, he, did, he did such a good job. Um, got a lot of cool things. Um, did you guys get anything cool? So um, I have a lot of travel and a lot of stuff coming up where I have to leave my wife a lot coming up in the near future. Uh, the Ram Trucks event that I mentioned earlier and more events throughout the year. Um, so to make up for it, I got her a, a Louis Vuitton bag uh, oh. for Christmas. Nice. So uh, she, she was pretty excited about that one. Uh, I didn't lose it. Um, I sent it to her mother's house and made her mother wrap it for me. Um, <laughs> which, you know, it's Always, always good. And then uh, something else we mentioned on the show I got for Christmas, the uh, the fellow Ode Grinder. I uh, used it for the first time um, yesterday. No, today. I uh, used it for the first time today. It was awesome. Yeah, we use ours every day. Uh, you, so you're enjoying it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, half the sound, you know, much quieter, uh, a lot faster I mean, th- than my old grinder and stuff. Yo. So, yeah, no, very, very happy with it. Um, I know Matt and I talked about grinders a little bit. Uh, I went with this one and, you know, definitely plans to expand in the future. So very nice. Have you uh, I want. Well, I'm, I'm sure since you just got it and used it for the first time, you haven't had a chance to use it on espresso yet. But I'm curious to hear how it performs for espresso, because that's what I've seen. Like in the reviews, people say that it's not a great espresso grinder. So, like, that's what I said, like, room to grow. It's not an espresso grinder. And, like, mm-hmm. I knew that getting it, and I was like, well, if I'm going to, like, go deep into an espre- like espresso, I'm going to get, like, just an espresso grinder. Because, like, Makes it's sense. a very, very specific type of, of brew when you're doing espresso. Um, but this one will do anything from cold brew down to pretty fine. Like, uh, they have, like, a Prismo setting to do, like, uh, the Aeropre- Aeropress uh, Prismo and stuff on there. And that, yeah. that's... That's the finest setting it does. It doesn't actually do like um, espresso. What size are you typically grinding at for a typical cup of coffee? I've done it all of one time and I did it at like a three and a half this morning. Oh, okay. So we've been doing four and a half, five. Jeremy knows all about, he's already talking about all the settings and all the stuff. And we're like, we just never touch our dial. It's so you let Jeremy set it the first time. Yeah, and just that's it. it. <laughs> so it's, um, it's like, it, it tells you like the recommended settings and for a pour over, it was like two to five or something like that. And so I was like, what's right in the middle. And so I did right in the middle of that and I was happy with it and stuff, but I, I change up my coffee that I use a lot. So that also affects your, your yeah. grind size yes. and everything. So, um, if I find it draining too fast, I'll make it a little finer. If it's draining too slow, I'll do a little bit coarser. You know, that's got, got okay. kind of the so the bigger number means finer. No, the bigger number is coarser. coarser. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it says right right under the um yeah right the under the yeah. the lid it says all the grind like like w- w- what it's used for and stuff Usually and like you're I'm like stumbling in the kitchen I'm like hey yeah. hey <laughs> hey what did y'all think of that uh that coffee bed that lady the other night we'll have to post a picture of that in the uh that reload mm, podcast story that was a good uh, and that was flat yo Joel is just killing his coffee game over here. I'll tell you it what, It looked like man. that again today. I was I mean, impressed. I'm, I am a, I'm becoming quite the coffee connoisseur. Are you doing the, the, the swirl with the spoon Neg- after you get all your water in there? Negative. No? No. Oh, oh by hand? Nope. My tongue. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, no wonder it tasted so good. Uh-huh. Nah. You, you dip your big toe in there and swirl it around? Yeah. No, as it goes down, if I need to, if there's some stuck on the edges, I'll take the the kettle and I'll just do a little swoosh around the edge and then I'll give it a couple of taps on the side and let it settle down. Call it a day. It works. Okay. It's good, buddy. 
But they do say that that could make it watery. Was it watery? No, it tasted really or did good. It t- or did it taste it like a freaking... Uh, it did. But I mean, they say because yeah, I think the water you, goes through the filter and not yeah. hits the grind. It tasted like a cowboy well, just kicked you in the face. Uh, James Hoffman did a test on that where he only poured on the edges and like could taste no discernible difference in like an A-B test. Um, but like you're supposed to pour like all your water in at one time to maintain like your thermal mass and then not add any, any you know, like a- after like you, uh, you bloom your grinds and stuff, then you want to get like your, your thermal mass up to size, like fill it up and then slowly add the water. So it stays at that same height and then let it go all down at once. Um, adding water in at the end, will uh, we'll pull some different flavors in. Oh. Um, the, 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 that's what I was asking about. Cause I only get a really flat bed when I do like the, uh, the spoon thing. And a lot of times I'm too lazy to get a spoon out and like swirl it. Yeah, James Hoffman had put in his video that I'd, I'd watched one of his videos where he said one or two occasional swoops with the kettle. He never noticed a difference to, to wash down the coffee grinds that have stuck to the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty awesome is all I want to tell It was you guys. really, really good. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll talk you later know, about so what coffee If you want to look up to me, that's fine. I'll, I'll be that person for you. Was it Death Proof or whatever? Death Wish? Death Wish. Death. Absolutely. Death in the Toilet. Is that, mm-hmm. is that what, what, what coffee you were making? Mm-hmm. Yep. But but death coffee, <laughs> but death. What about you, Matt? <laughs> Can we move on? Yeah, Matt. Yeah, any funny thunder edges? In the, oh wait, thunder what? in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That was good. Uh, I'm not doing coffee. Like I, I still have the Mocha Master. Like I know that that wasn't what you were asking me about, but I just don't ever do pour over coffee anymore. No. Like, oh no, it's um, just espresso. No, I'm just doing the machine. The Mocha Master Mocha 3000. Master. Like, I have no control over what the bed does because the machine just does it for me. But I will say that the if you go back and listen to the coffee episode, um, I recommended a grinder from a company called Smeg, and that grinder died shortly after that episode. Really? So I would not recommend that grinder. Do not buy a Smeg grinder. Oh, <laughs> Take back everything I said about them. You got a new grinder recently, though, right? Yeah, I got. I forget the model. Uh, it's like one of the Breville grinders mm-hmm. that is made to. So I also have a Breville espresso machine, so it will do a grind suitable for their espresso machine, all the way up to like a coarse uh, French press. Nice, cool. Yeah, I actually got a Breville um, immersion blender for Christmas because I've never mm. owned one. I've found myself needing one from time to time, and I also got a new uh, digital scale for the coffee beans. So I'm excited about that. Oh, oh which scale did you get? Yeah. I'm um, not sure. My the better kind. I honestly am not sure. It's better than our old one. Hmm. I just said that's I wanted. I wanted. A, that's enlightening. I said I wanted a nicer, a nicer digital scale, and Joel's sister's boyfriend got it for me. I have no idea. What it, it'll do up to like uh, five kilograms. Is what it'll eleven, 11 pounds. Eleven pounds. It does. Oh, wow. that, that's a lot. That's a lot of coffee. Yeah, that, and, and it bread. Well, and we use it too for like wild game and meat processing and stuff like that. So. That, that's usually the top end of uh, of most like k- kitchen scales, like five kilos. Uh, does it do like uh, to like the point one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. And yeah. and the mo- the you know the screen, mm-hmm. the whatever that's called, the, it detaches because there's times where we've put like big oh, bowls yeah. and stuff uh, on. Yeah. That's like that's like a baker's one, so you can detach it, put yeah. a big bowl on there. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be good because I wanted it for bread making, for coffee, mm-hmm. all those things. Wild game, so. So I bought my kids. Oh, go ahead. Matt didn't talk about his gadgets. You have a gadget? Oh, oh. I mean, I didn't really get, like, if it was one gadget I was going to talk about, I got. So I got this thing called a hatch restore. Have you guys heard of this before? No. Our kids have a hatch uh, uh, night alarm thing. It's the same company. It's the same company. So it's it's an alarm clock, 
And it's similar to the probably the one that your kids have. It's like a sound mm-hmm. machine with a lamp built in. Yep, but it will makes- it will slowly like you set your alarm in the Hatch app, and then as you're approaching the time that you want to wake up, it will slowly start lighting up. So it's like the sun's coming up. So it's not like a terrible alarm in your ear. You're supposed to like wake up more naturally, feel oh. more rested, things like that. What's and it called again? A, a harvest? It's a hatch restore. Hatch R-E-S-T-O-R-E. Yeah, hatch restore. Our, our, kids, our kids love theirs so much. We actually took it with us to Florida because like it, it, it sleep trains them. So it's, it's red at night when they go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then when they're allowed to get out of bed in the morning, it changes to green. So they know like they're allowed to like go. I like that yeah, a lot. Cool. What, why didn't mm-hmm. we ever get one of those? We could. I wrote it, it probably down. Bef- well, you guys are so old. Like it's probably like before like lights <laughs> probably were probably didn't have it. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Back in my day, we <laughs> we waited for the rooster to crow. All right. Uh, I also got. Go ahead. Uh, like so, in the background of my dream January pictures, I have a really nice bar set hanging yeah. there. It's like a, a mm. there's like a I can't think of it. it's like a strainer. strainer. There's like a jigger and. A couple of other things, um, a muddler, things like that. You like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I so Julie muddler. got me that uh, along with a nice shaker. I would say that was something that was totally unexpected but needed. Like for the cocktails I'm going to do for Dram January, it's going to come in handy. So cool. get a nice bar set if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got everything you have hanging there m- minus the muddler. I want a good muddler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about that muddle, 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 when muddle, I was muddle. picking out your presents. Stacy got me a pretty sweet gift. I didn't, really, I didn't realize really what it was. What it was, but she got me a knife block set from A or Agent or shit, folded steel. <laughs> Have y'all heard of them? Yeah, she it? she sent that to me. I think like a couple months ago. She's like, "What do you think about this?" And, and I was checking it out. It, it's it, is that the same one? Yeah, it is. Cool. Is it yeah, Damascus? It looked awesome. Yeah. Is it Damascus knives. It's all mm-hmm. Damascus knives, but they um, you know, it's got the knife block that's magnetic and all that jazz. But I I knew they were nice knives, and then I was trying to figure out what each knife was. You know, I had I got two pairing knives, I got the cleaver, and then I had the butcher's knife. Yeah, and I was knife. like, "Don't look at the price, please." And one of them, I didn't really know what it was, but it's more of like a like a um, like a like a, bri- a brisket esque knife. I don't really like a slicer. Yeah, slicer. I guess, but um, it's got a point. It's got like a uh, a clip point on it. But mm-hmm. uh, when I saw the price of that mother, I was like, "Holy crap! <laughs> Those have to be. I hope they're good." But. <laughs> But, Have you not used them yet? Yo, yeah, yeah, oh, bro. He's used the heck out so, of them. So let me guys, let me ask you this because I'm not familiar with the cleaver style knives very much. Um, yeah. What's 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 a good practice on on the application for that knife? Cut up a chicken. I mean, like, is it is it you know, is it good for chopping or is it more of a you know, uh, I don't know, like a is it just an everyday use knife? It depends on like. Like different cuisines have different knives. And so like a lot of like Asian style cuisines, like they only use like, like choppers. That's it. That's the only thing they use for like the entire cook, the, the, the prep, the, the slicing, the, you know, whatever, breaking a chicken down. Like that's what they use. So it's really just depending on like what you're doing and what you're comfortable with. But is that a cool thing or yeah, or, or a comfortability thing, you know, cause I can can cut a chicken up with a butcher knife too. Yeah. But the, 
like the pros of um, let, like a uh, a cleaver is that it's so heavy that you let the knife do the work. So if you had to break down like let's say like you were doing like a big like um, uh, cook for like hundreds of people and you had to break down fifty chickens, you know a butcher's knife would get old after a while. Whereas a big heavy cleaver, you let that knife drop and do the work for you when you're breaking down those chickens and stuff. That's kind of the idea behind a cleaver. Yeah, and I feel that on like a normal cleaver as, but this is just a butcher. Uh, butcher's knife length weight mm-hmm. it's just the shape is cleaver oh okay so i don't know i just i didn't know if there was a special uh uh use for the cleaver style um, style knives i use a chef's knife 95 percent of the time because that's what i'm comfortable with it's really just yeah what you're comfortable with yeah i have like a i think it's called a serbian cleaver mm-hmm. uh, that oh, i yeah. ordered it was just a one-off that i had that was like handmade um I almost never use it because I have not found a good application for it. Like I tried to cut up some veggies with it and it's just unwieldy how giant it is. Right. So I gave uh, my cousin a Serbian cleaver for Christmas and then I Mm -hmm. cooked at his house a bunch over the Christmas break. So I used the Serbian cleaver for literally everything, like multiple meals and stuff. It's a heavy biatch. Um, <laughs> it's it like my arm was getting tired, like <laughs> all the vegetables and everything. I mean, like I did a lot of stuff. Like I like I did a beef Wellington. So I was like, eventually, I just like wouldn't find a blender in his closet because I was like, my arms are getting tired, just like chopping up all the mushrooms and stuff. I mean, like it's a th- that is a heavy knife to work with. I don't see the point in that knife. I mean, I I, I, I I've seen it. In if videos. you were Serbian, you would. Well, I well, watch. I watch. Maybe racist. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I watch two Serbians. Looks good for the gram. Yeah, that, that's it. So does a machete. Um, yeah. Well, tell me about that beef Wellington, dude, because that thing looked badass. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I uh, I sent a box of beef to my cousin's house like uh, ahead of time, knowing that I would be over there cooking and stuff. Um, there was a, a company sent me a gift card, so I sent over a a wagyu, um, um, some wagyu fillets, and then a a gold grade wagyu um, tomahawk, and it, it's beautiful. I have a picture I'll probably post in the next couple of days of just the the meat. It was just a gorgeous, gorgeous steak. So I did a a, a wagyu tomahawk Wellington. So I I made your traditional beef Wellington, yeah. uh, but with a with a wagyu tomahawk, and I, I was thinking the bone would get in the way because you know, obviously there's a big ass bone sticking out of it. Sure. Uh, but it didn't at all. It, it went super smooth. Um, did the you know the sear with the mustard, and then um, the duck cells with the uh, with the prosciutto wrap, and then the puff pastry, and bake the whole thing with the meter probe in there, and it came out awesome. Um, uh, me, my cousin, and a couple of buddies came over, and we we went went to town on that thing. It was fantastic. I'm telling you, if if you all that are listening, um, are like what you're hearing, you need to head over to Jeremy at the Kitchen White Law and check that out. It was an impressive cook for it's sure. So risky. Oh, yeah. It's like kind of risky because mm-hmm. you just don't know how it's going to turn out with that outer shell like that, and like you cut into it, and I'm like, ah, it's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like. I did the regular beef Wellington just uh, like not even like maybe a month or so ago. And, you know, you have to have a good thermometer, which like all of us have like the meter probes and stuff. Super accurate. And uh, you put it in there and but it's still a guessing game. You know, when that thing comes out, you cut open and you're like, you know, please don't be all effed up, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, shoot, man. Speaking of uh, effed up, we had a major loss uh, the other day, you know. Right before New Year's. Betty White, man. Oh, oh yeah. I saw that. Wasn't that, I mean, I mean, it's 
weeks before her hundredth birthday. Like, I know. yeah, uh, if she'd have died days. the day after her hundredth birthday, I think everybody would have been at peace with it. They just wanted her to get to. But 100. I was seeing like that's total comic, like total comedic relief of her to be like, yeah, they had an entire People magazine that came out. <laughs> Dedicated to her, yeah. (laughs) Dedicated to her 100th birthday, they had all these TV specials and a big bash, everything going on, and she's like, "Bye, bitch." She dips out. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, leaving them high and dry. She's like, I don't want to go to that party. (laughs) So somehow Julie started getting People magazines, like it was like a free offer with some other online order or something like that. And I was carrying it back from the mailbox the other day, and I was like, this seems like a risky editorial decision to print this. <laughs> and it sure was. And then it happened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you well, jinxed so, them, man. It's your fault. It might have been my fault. I'm it's sorry. Fault. You sorry. thought it and you manifested that into the universe. <laughs> yeah. what, a, what a dick. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of dicks. Sorry, wait wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Stacy, you sent us a picture. Is that is this the knife set that you got, Joel? I think so. Okay. Hang that on. knife that you're calling a butcher knife, that's a Nikiri. Hang on. Oh, that's a sushi knife. See. Yeah, that, that that's like a sushi slash vegetable knife. I it, may not have sent the right the whole set. Okay. Those oh. just what the knives look like. Say, this this long looking butcher knife, which that's what a nakiri looks like. If that's what you have, yeah, um, yeah, that's it. Okay, that that's a nakiri. That, that that's for like uh, th- that is an Asian style knife for doing like just like Matt said, sushi, uh, vegetables. The butcher knife looking a, thing. The butcher yeah. knife looking thing. Yeah, that's an, that's called a nakiri. So. That's not for okay. So that no, I that's guess not that, for breaking down that, big things. That that's why it's so thin and light. It's because it's meant for cutting like delicate fish and like rice rolls and things like that. Like that, so, that that's what a lot of uh, Asian restaurants use. So the the, the cleaver then we would substitute for a butcher's knife. Yes, the cleaver. The square, what you're the, calling a cleaver is the when you interior. go to their when you go to their website the square edge thing. when you go to their website. That's what they call it. They call it what a cleaver. They have two well, different two different styles. I mean, heck, maybe they don't know. Looks like they don't know what they're doing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a website on their on their on their Instagram page. So, oh, really? So, um, you're so, okay. All right. Well, that solves that. So that's for more for. I've been chopping a lot of veggies with that thing. It's been awesome. No, that, that's perfect for it. Um, it, it it's like um, I have one that I use all the time, and um, that uh, it's primarily vegetables is what I use to chop it. Has a nice broad side. You can sweep it across your cutting board. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. So, all right. Well, I want to do. Uh, let's see where we at here before we move on to the next segment. Day, uh, Matt. I wanted to. Um, did you watch the UT game? No. What? No. Whoa. No. Ju- Julie had it on. I just have not been able to get into it this year. But I did hear that it was a heartbreaker, right? Yeah. When you said we had a loss, that's what I thought you were going to talk about. Oh. <laughs> no, that was, a, a that was a straight-up robbery is what that was. <laughs> a bullshit-ass robbery. Jeremy, It was on like a technicality, right? No, it wasn't. I mean, it, Sports, wasn't, it, was, right? it was money is what it was. It, they, Purdue paid off the refs. It was a terrible job. I mean... <laughs> Well, they say if you're not cheating, you don't really want it. All right. Well, listen. You're not so cheating, you're not trying. Exactly. They 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 said that his forward progress was stopped. His knees never touched the ground. His feet never stopped moving, and had the ball crossed the goal line before the ref blew the damn whistle. And then they go back and go. Well, it doesn't matter about the whistle if the other line judge called it dead. That's bullshit. Mm. 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 Yeah. Mm. Doing lines, so right? they disagreed. 
the the rest disagreed. How? Yeah, they went and reviewed. They reviewed it. How can you review it and watch this dude moving? This means his progress wasn't stopped. And then go. Oh well, we're gonna stick to our guns. Piss on y'all. It doesn't matter. Bowl games don't mean well, anything. Just you gotta stand for well, something, right? I'll just say that hurt. major ESPN analysts, like ones that actually have the blue check on like Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. like, are saying mm-hmm. that this was absolute garbage in Music City, just complete robbery, bad, I mean, just a, a bad call. Like the wrong call was, was done. But everybody knows that. Like to me, they didn't lose because we all know it was blatant, such a blatant error in the ref's judgment that it's it's like they won. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's go to a break. I'm getting butt hurt. <laughs> I'm, 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 my knife's not a cleaver. <laughs> my UT sucks. <laughs> this is cleaver. <laughs> and, uh, it does say cleaver. <laughs> Still don't know where Stacy's mug is. I don't know where damn we mug don't, is. I don't have a mug. All right, well, let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to come back with Slicks, Flicks, y'all, and Reload Recommends. So stick around. We'll see you on the other side. Woo-wee! Boy, don't you wish sometimes you had a place that you could go and get the best meat every single time? Don't you hate going to the grocery store and having to sift through all the packages just looking for the perfect cut to serve to your guest? Well, guys, you ain't got to do that no more because the TRP crew about to tell you about Haltman Family meats this place appears at lancaster pennsylvania and they have the best prime cuts you're ever gonna get you want fillets haltman family meat has got it you want skirt steak you want brisket you want ribs anything that you need to cook or barbecue haltman family meats can provide that for you and the price is amazing y'all not to mention you can use code trp21 and save 15% off already amazingly low prices. So guys, right now, head to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and load up of all the best prime straight from the butcher cuts. Never frozen, straight to your door. HaltemanFamilyMeats.com. Use code TRP21. All right, guys, so we are back from the break, and we're going to jump into something you all have uh, been wanting and something that uh, Jeremy... Uh, bestowed upon Stacy, which was if she's going to get into the Spider-Man Marvel verse, whatever the hell it is, shit or get off the pot. She's got to start from the, mm-hmm. from the beginning, and she's uh, she's done that. So we want to introduce to you now, Slicks Flicks, Slicks Flicks, mm. Slicks Flicks. Will she like the movie or not? Yeah. <laughs> That went on for a lot longer than I was expecting. Ah, (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've been getting messages like, you need to watch these movies, or I've been going on this journey as well, or I'm just as confused as you are. And I know a lot of you were like, watch the movies, and I want to hear what you think about it. So I figured I'd update everybody on here. Matt, you even said that I need to watch all those movies and then give it a one to five star. Yep, yep. But I want to hear like how your stars evolve as you go. Okay, but here's the thing. Do you think it's fair? I've only seen Spider Man one and Spider Man two at this point. Do you think it's fair? The Toby Maguire ones. Do you think it's fair for me to give stars now or should I watch all of them and then give stars? No, give it as you go. We can do a whole recap later. Maybe why not both? Do it now. Like give it a star rating now and then after you've seen them all go back and revisit and see if that star rating holds up. Mm -hmm. Okay, can I give half C's? Mm -hmm. Are half C's allowed? 
I yeah. think halfsies are allowed. Okay. Or you could just right. change it to one to like, ten and not do halves. Yeah, you're talking about fi- like five stars, halfsies are allowed. On ten stars, halfsies are not allowed. Okay, That's we're right. going to do five stars. Um, okay. What the hell is a halfsie? Like a 3.5 like, or something. Oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so question. I've watched Spider-Man 1, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. My intentions are next to do Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire. Now, should I hit the rest of the Spider-Man saga or should I then after Spider-Man 3 go and do Marvel phase one? No, you, you need, you to, need watch to go. Garfield. Yeah. The amazing Spider-Man, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Cause his take place outside of the MCU. And then after that is when the MCU uh, kind of gets going. What's so the then, the, the, then you go to Iron Man one comic. Okay. So watch all the Spider-Mans. Yeah. Watch yep. the, the three Tobey Maguire, the two Andrew Garfield, and then start the MCU. Oh, so don't even hit Spider-Man Homecoming or Far From Home. If you want to do the Spider-Man trilogy, you could, but you're going to, like, miss, like, it's going to hurt the Tom Holland story if you don't understand, like, where Iron Man came from. Because, like, not giving a plot point away, like, Iron Man, like, helps um, uh, Spider-Man quite a bit because he's very young. The Tom Holland Spider-Man is very young. So, like, if you miss, like, Iron Man's growth, you're going to miss the reason why, okay. the reasons why he treats Tom Holland the way he does. Okay, you know? so I like, I like clear-cut directions. So I'm going to finish the Spider-Man, th- I'm going to watch Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire, the two Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield ones, and then I'm going to start phase one and work my way up. Yeah. Now, so you're going to watch all the MCU movies? There's literally no laundry, yeah, no dog. cleaning, no nothing going to happen in my house for the next three months. <laughs> I hope you yeah. have Disney Plus. It's if for the you podcast. don't have Disney Plus, you need to go. So, so I do have That's Disney Plus, but Spider-Man mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3, I don't the even know. Those weren't Disney. Tommy McGuire, yeah, th- those are Sony. So those ones are on HBO. The Andrew I couldn't Garfield find them ones, on there. I had to, I, I had think, to rent them on Amazon. You're going to have to rent those on Amazon w- yeah. w- when you get to them. Yeah. What about the An- Andrew Garfield? Those ones. Okay. All right. Hey. The, Andrew, the Andrew Garfield ones you'll have to rent. Uh, but I had the Tobey Maguire. The Tobies. No, the Toby ones are on HBO Max. I looked it up. They were not. Okay. I, ju- I, I, I watched them just before Christmas. Maybe at the new year they, they changed have. contracts or something. Maybe that's what yeah. happens. But yeah. Well, let's well, rein this in and let's, right. let's start with Spider Man 1, Toby Mac. The listeners want to know Toby Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> this week for Matt's music. <laughs> <Toby Mac. laughs> well, DC Talk, Al. Yeah. All right. Mm. All right. So, what do you think? I love DC Talk. What do you think? Uh, they're so good. The Jesus Freak album. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Like I think I know every song on there by heart. Like, oh, oh, oh. So I will. I will say, Toby Maguire was never a fan of him. Uh, so I was not looking forward to these movies at all. But I, I enjoyed it. You know, Jeremy said that these movies were campy, and I actually had to look that up. I had never heard that terminology. <laughs> used before but when i looked it up it's exactly what it is and what i would yeah. call it is cheesy i mean just yeah, over the top serious yeah over the top cheesy or whatever the first one was more campy than the second one um so spider-man one i would give a three and a half star um it was good it was a good story i enjoyed it um but i wasn't like super super into it now spider-man two like i was like so into it loved the villain uh the villain yeah uh Otto octavius the villain in that was so scary there was there were parts of the movie where i was actually like frightened or i found myself tensed up wasn't as campy go ahead so you you like uh dr octopus better than green goblin because i thought willem dafoe as green goblin was like the redeeming quality for spider-man one he was awesome but i don't know like his Okay, so I loved William <laughs> Defoe in it, and like his alter ego that was going on, loved it. I loved him, 
But like his suit and like his special powers just didn't do anything for me. I'm sorry. I can't get, I still, I can never get past William Defoe making out with that dude in Boondock Saints. So after seeing that, I'm like, Green Guy wants a bitch. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I, but I had some thoughts about it because like for one, first of all, What's her name? MJ. MJ toggles in one movie, one two-hour movie. She toggles between four guys. Slut. She goes from that guy named like Sparkle or whatever his name was, Flash. which was Flash. Flash, not Sparkle. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe Magliano um, from True Blood. She goes from him. Then she goes to Harry, which is um, what's his name? Uh, James Franco. James Franco. Then she starts liking Spider Man, and she's like making out with him on a wall. And then she just professes her love for Tobey Maguire. So Peter Parker. So she got, four she dudes, got problems. Four dudes in a two-hour movie. She got daddy um, issues. And then Peter's best friend, Harry, is like dating MJ, and he starts macking on her, trying to steal her away, which don't you think that goes against guy code? Oh. Yeah, so I would say the weakest part, like she's the weakest love interest out of all of the Spider-Man movies. Okay. Yeah, because she's just, I mean, and they go back and forth. So it like, it pissed me off because I was like, he gets the girl and then he's like, uh, we can only be friends. So I was pissed after the first movie. I told Joel, I'm like, I like the movie, but like the love story behind it is ridiculous. It'll, I, 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 I think your ratings will change after you've seen all the other ones and seen like the crap he goes through. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and then so okay. Uh, Spider Man Two. So, let's go on to that one. Uh, three point five on the first one. Three point five on the first one. I would say. Uh, well, we need like some. We need some context to your rating. So, what would a five be, and what would a one be? So a five, in your opinion, a five well, to well, me would like, be like Training Day or no, 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 no. Like, like. Well, well, hold on. Like, like she has no experience with like superhero movies, so like she's never seen that. I just want to know, like, what quality, like, what what movie in any movie? Would okay, be a okay, five. okay. So three point five to me is like it was actually a good movie. That was a good movie. Held your attention. Yeah, it it it's like a B plus to me, or like a B. Mm, okay, it's okay, like a B. Okay. A B. Okay. Um, but like a three point a three point five to me would be like, oh, gosh, I can't even think of it. Five star would be Training Day though. Maybe Training Day is five star. Well, what is five? Scarface. Scarface is Scarface is, is, star, is, is that, five star. Is five Avatar is <laughs> five star. People want your emotions. <laughs> is, is five star like you know tug at your heartstrings? Uh, no, adrenaline like, like affects you physically. Like, I'm mentally. watching it again tomorrow. You know stuff like that. So um, let's move on. Spider Man Two gets um, I'm between four and four and a half stars because it's actually really good. But I would. I, wow. need, I need I need fudge room. I would say four stars for Spider-Man 2. Um, it was great. I, it was great. I am, I am so excited for your review of Spider-Man 3. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say any more. I'm just really excited to see where like this rating system goes with Spider-Man 3. So I'm not looking <laughs> forward to it. Like, if this is a four to a four, I just can't wait. I just can't wait until like <laughs> once you're done with all of it, and your scale has adjusted to account huh. for the Tom Holland movies because they are so much better, yeah. like so much better. Oh, don't 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 shade her opinion on anything. Uh, like, don't, don't, don't <laughs> well, I'm concerned about Spider Man Three because what? you know I started looking up like other people's opinions on like no, how they rank. No, you can't do that. Yeah, and a lot of people had shit to talk about Spider Man Three. Well, so, they, no, no, no the, the dude Jeremy the 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 little website she went to had the cartoon Spider Man movie at Spider Verse. Very good, but as number one. 
and I'm gonna strong. Okay. Into the Spider Verse is like top three easily. Yeah. It's yeah. not number like, one though. What's that? It's not number Honest, one. Honestly, like um, I would be like No Way Home into the Spider Verse. Like into the Spider Verse really? was amazing. That is, it was that, really good. It was really really good. It's a cartoon. I, I so? I disagree. I'm just saying that can't be me. No, No Way Home is probably not in my top five. All right. Oh really? But yeah. there, the, 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 the movie... newest one, No Way Home, is not in your top five. Yeah. Oh wait, don't, really? I haven't I seen it. Like, I, I haven't, like, haven't seen it. That, I was like, how did that get a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes? I was oh, so I, I could tell if, if Stacy took her headphones off. I'd tell you exactly how I got a ninety percent. <laughs> 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 we'll have to talk about it once we get there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did and you I'll see the wrong movie? Did you see like the Disney Encantado movie or something on accident and thought it was Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> they relied heavily. Well, I don't want to. No, stop. Yes, stop they, it. They, they, okay, they what? relied heavily. Yes. Yes, they did. Stop. So was it good? Yes. It was uh, good. It was good. I wouldn't put so it in my top homecoming five. Homecoming and like, Far From Home. Which ones are those? Which one comes homecoming first? Homecoming is the first one, and then yeah. Far From Home, and then No Way Home is the third one. So which one's your favorite, Matt? Uh, Probably Homecoming and then Spider-Verse second. Okay. Wow. Oh, okay. This cartoon. Oh. I've got to fit the cartoon in there somewhere. Is that in the phases? It, you, you've You'll seen be the pleasantly the cart- surprised. The cartoon is completely independent of all of it. It's a different Spider-Man. It's Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Um, really so good. completely separate from everything else. Okay, okay. You can wa- you could watch it with your boys. Like it's really good. I took him to the, the, the theaters. The yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing about Spider-Man Two that I did not appreciate was he's running through the building to like save this little girl. Um, he has no fire retardant suit on. He's running through flames, which are obviously super hot, and he like holds his hand on a doorknob. And he's like trying to bust the door open. There's no way in crap that he, he has would be able spider to do that. powers. I don't care. You like, don't know. There's no way he you can hold what, that door. You know what he can do? You probably could with your leather hands. Yeah. But I don't know about. If I could do it, Spider Man. Jeremy's knuckles could withstand it. Jeremy knee, would just punch the door down with his massive knuckles. So that's where I'm yeah. at. Slicks, flicks. Uh, I enjoyed Spider Man one. It was good. No, I have to. Have, I really enjoyed Spider Man two. I have one question. Because me and Jeremy, we've hit on this. How much in the feels did you get? When he was stopping that train, when he was ripping up, I got so much in the fields that I rewound it and watched that scene again. You did? I did. I mean, come on. That, that was that's a like a, scene. that's like a classic scene. That's probably like one of the top scenes yeah. in all. And then all everybody's the like movies. carrying his body, like he's crowd surfing. Mm-hmm. But like the yeah. kid, and like like I said, I'm not a fan of her, and I'm not a fan of him. But now that I've seen these movies, I am a fan of them. And like their kiss, mm-hmm. their upside down kiss, was pretty hot. You wanna? Hang off the bed later. I, I, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, I, I will say, like, like Gwen Stacy and MJ in the newer movies are much stronger love interests. I think they they mesh a lot better. Um, Who's Gwen like Stacy? Dunn's, what, th- that, uh, so there's no MJ in the Andrew Garfield ones. He has Gwen Stacy instead as his love interest. All right. Well, let's move it on from here. That was great, Stacy, with your. Slicks, flicks. Yep. We'll be uh, bringing that back throughout this. I've got homework to do. From n- not every week, but from time to time. You know, when he it comes home. It better be every and, week. I want two or three movies every week. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and that's something I want to do in the new year. I wanted to take that time, that, that me time to, to sit down and do those things. And, you know, when Joel comes home and dinner's not ready, the house is a wreck, I'm going to say, I did it for the pod. Did it for the, it's I for did the it podcast. For the, I did it for the reloaders that are out there listening to this. Listen, we have a traditional household, okay? You can do that on your own time. Okay. Not you mine. traditionally watch those movies and make him do the dishes. <laughs> 
dishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do the dishes. You do notice he made coffee the past two days. Yeah. Rolls are Oh, switching. it's because you've been up so late uh, watching these movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roll reversal here. All right. So let's move on now. We're going to jump straight into the segment you all love, the all segment you've been waiting for, which is Reload Recommend. So let's jump straight into that, y'all. All right, you guys. So this is Reload Recommends. We recommend things to you that are cool and badass. Uh, Jeremy, let's go, let's go with you last. We're going to do things. Uh, Stace oh, is going to be getting first. ready to talk over here. You're I like, know. Jeremy, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My bad, buddy. Oh, I rethought my, my process here. Hey, it, it's been a while still, but man, we're going to go Stacy. Right, we're good. I'm going to go uh, myself. Uh, we're going to do Jeremy, and then we'll do Matt's music coming back for the 2022, y'all. So stay in that. But Stacey, what you got, girl? You're all right. So don't laugh. You know, I've been bringing music solid for the past several months. Um, but I told Joel, <laughs> I, I've great. got something to recommend. And I hope that you guys go out and buy this. Um, I don't know about you guys, but there's times when I buy toothpaste. I don't really stick to a certain toothpaste brand or style or whatever or flavor. I just kind of grab what's on sale or grab one that's like for whitening or whatever. And I'm disappointed whether it's the flavor or it doesn't sud up enough, like not enough suds or bubbles or something like that. You don't feel as fresh, certain ones. It's all over the place. I have found the best toothpaste that you will find. It checks all the boxes. Mm. I'm telling you right now. Tell me more. You feel so, it's like you've washed your mouth with Listerine when you're done and your mouth feels fresh for hours, okay? So it's Colgate in a purple tube. It's called Max Fresh with Whitening Knockout. So it's got, um, it's called Mint Fusion and it's 10 times longer lasting cool. So it's almost like there's these little flecks. They minced, like, they minced Lister, Listerine strips and threw it in the tube. It's to the point like when you're done, oh, time like, when, you, when the first few times I started brushing my teeth with it, I actually looked at to make sure that I didn't put like lotion or like, a, like something on my in my like anal, preparation anal age Jesus. or something because it was burning like it, it had like, like a burn yeah. yeah yeah and then when you get to the point where you're like gonna rinse your mouth out and like spit out the water it suds up so much air like bubbles in your mouth you have to spit out and like get get more like it fills your mouth with air so uh colgate max fresh knockout that's an excellent recommendation, Stacey. And Thank you're you. going to need that recommendation after you hear mine, which is going to oh, be boy. some new Death Wish coffee, y'all. Oh, this is why you wouldn't tell us about it earlier. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you guys have had the Dark Rose, which sent us to the moon. Oh, man. World's yeah. strongest cup of coffee. Well, Which I don't like at all. So, yeah. So, Stacey's family lives up in New York, right in the same area that where Death Wish roasted all, all their beans. Um, they picked us up a bag of the medium roast. And Which you can't find at the local grocery stores here, so you'd e- we would either have to order it online or, or we've been having... Yes, the family's come down. We have three bags. A mule. Right a mule. Uh, but, a drug but, mule. But buddy, I'm telling you what right now, oh. this is everything you want in a cup of coffee. It's 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 mm-hmm. the caffeine. The, it's, it's a perfect place. It's not too bitter. It's not too grassy. It's not sour or acidic. No, it's, it's nutty. It's just mm-hmm. it's just the perfect. It's now it's rich too. It's that heavy. Yeah. It's that heavy cup you get out of a pour over, but not so heavy that you are getting you know that that punch in the mouth with that dark roast. So I'm telling yeah. you, Death Wish Coffee Medium Roast. You guys check it out. You won't regret it. It is very tasty. So Jeremy, where you at, homie? 
Um, can I anti-recommend something? Sure. Cool. The new Matrix movie blows. Oh, does uh, it? I haven't seen really, that. Um, haven't like, seen it. like if we, if you guys want to talk about a five-star movie, the first Matrix movie, um, it is absolutely amazing. Like that's like that's my five stars for a movie right there. Um, the, like this new one is just, uh, it's just like it, it's watchable, um, but it's not good. Like it, the first twenty minutes, they actually name call Warner Brothers and talk about how they shouldn't make a fourth movie and how Warner Brothers will make the movie without them. Like literally they, they go super meta, break the fourth wall and start talking to the audience about how like Warner Brothers will make this movie with or without us so we might as well make it with them. Are that's you the serious? First 20, that's the first 20 minutes of the movie. Hmm. Yeah. So I heard the and same then, thing like bad. unanimously people were saying how terrible the Matrix was and I looked at Joel and I'm like what would make it so bad? She's not seen them. Yes I have. Oh. I have. I've seen okay. the Matrix 1. Yeah, th- that one is by far the best yeah. one. Like, it, it's amazing. Like, perfect five in my book. Um, but like, the, in two and three, complete the story. For years and years and years, like the Wachowskis were like, "We'll never make it. We'll never make it." And every year, Warner Brothers is like, "We want to make it. We want, you know, th- th- they wanted a fourth one." And finally, Warner Brothers was like, "We're gonna make this with or without you." And so, like, they're like, th- they got lana on board one of the wachowskis not the other one um and then they got some of the cast back um but it was just it's it, it's watchable like i watched the whole thing but like it was just the like the story didn't make sense from the previous ones um like there were major plot hole issues uh that like like the rules they set up in the first three didn't really apply to this one which like made it hard to watch once it got into like matrixy type stuff but the first 20 the first 20 minutes was just like super boring and then like it it didn't get better well that yeah that makes me upset so don't don't watch it just read read a review or something if you really want to find out what happens watch the trailer watch the trailer call it a day exactly yeah (laughs) not not good (laughs) <laughs> All right, so Jeremy says the Matrix sucks. Big ones, don't watch it. And uh, so back after a long time, Mr. Matt Farr, what you got for Matt's music, buddy? All right, this week for Matt's music, I have Philadelphia-based American rock band Low Cut Connie. Uh, interesting band name, which is actually the alter ego of their frontman, whose real name is Adam Weiner. So I guess if my name was Adam Weiner, I might go by Low Cut Connie too, right? (laughs) So anyway, from their 2020 album, Private Lives, this is a song called Help Me. That makes you want to dance in the kitchen or drive. I, I needed some fresh music that I didn't add myself onto that list. <laughs> You've so been glad. doing a great job, Stacey. Thank you. A thank great you. job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hell that yeah. means a lot. I had big shoes to fill. Well, good deal. Well, Matt, bro, thank you for coming on, man. We've missed the hell out of you. I know everybody listening's missed you as well. But uh, Thanks I'm, for having me. Yeah, man, for sure. I know Dram January. Uh, if y'all want to check that out, head over to Matt's page. It's at barbecue, F-A-R-R-B-E-C-U-E. Yeah, I get that. Yep, you All got right. it. I went, mm. I went to public school. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, check that out. Matt's going to be posting. Jeremy as well at, uh, at the Kitchen White Lawn. Then you get over to That Reload Wife. She's going to be posting Dram January. 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 I've had a few Drams myself. January. So it's a big group. Check it out, guys. You will enjoy it. But while you're at that, hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you will be able to listen to that Reload podcast anytime, anywhere. And don't forget, y'all, 
you got to hit that uh, five-star review so we can keep doing what we do. We love y'all, and we'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today.